Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, She-Hulk. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the first episode of She-Hulk from Marvel. Uh, Everybody's psyched. Everybody is equally excited and equally loving it, and we're going to get right into it now. If you haven't watched it on Disney+, Plus, go check it out, because it is live right now. But in the first episode, we meet the new She-Hulk, Tatiana Maslany. We find out her origin. Her cousin bled inside of her arm, and she got Hulk powers. <laughs> and we get a, a montage of over the first half an hour where we find out how she uses her powers, how she becomes a Hulk, how she's different from Smart Training. Hulk, played by Mark Ruffalo. We also find out whether Captain America has ever fucked anybody. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on. So uh, let's get this out of the way first before we get into the episode. I'm glad we're going to talk about the Marvel flip first. I'm let's clear the air. Yes. About the, the Marvel, Marvel flip. flip. Finally, it's ending with you got Shang-Chi, you got Miss Marvel, you got all the newer characters. It really feels like it's bringing us into the present. And I think uh, we can all agree on that. And we should probably end the podcast here before any fighting starts. Yeah, let's all agree that this is everyone's favorite phase. Everyone loves this phase what's wrong with this phase we it's exciting territory it's new and exciting we don't know what's gonna happen so there has been a lot of discussion about She-Hulk going into her, specifically about the CGI, and it's been in a lot of different directions. And I think it's important to get this out of the way up front in terms yeah. of the trailer came out. Everybody's like, not everybody, but most people are like, this looks like crap is essentially, I think, what the general impression of it was. From there, there were a lot of reports of VFX artists, uh, first from a Reddit thread and then from a variety of reporting. I'm going to get this wrong, but I, I, there, I think there was something on The Verge and there was also something on Gizmodo where they went very, very deep talking to VFX artists who have worked with Marvel and other places about what the current situation is. And it wasn't specifically about Marvel. It was talking about the industry as a whole, not just because of COVID, but just in general because of the amount of product that is coming out. There are insane demands on VFX artists, and they called out Marvel in particular, though this is not an outlier necessarily. They're just doing more shows and movies than anybody else in terms of demands, asking for changes, not understanding how VFX works. So this wasn't specifically about She-Hulk, but I do bring this up in the lead up to She-Hulk because I would say I'm going to put this out there up front. The VFX do look shitty, but I think we could very specifically say it's not the VFX artist's fault. It's the pace of getting out the TV show. So I want to be very clear about that. Uh, I think that's fair. But let me tell you, the VFX didn't bother me. The making sense effects 
of the show or what, what my about? issue is. That's what my issue is. Yeah, what, what, well, I, I agree with you. Like, they something that they brought up, and particularly the creators of the show brought up quite a bit. Are you not familiar with She-Hulk? What do you mean? What don't you understand? What doesn't make sense? Well, I've never read a comic book, so I'm, I'm not. Oh, yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Are you new to this? No, so I here's, just, the, here's the thing I'm going to say. Stan Lee got Hulk powers for drinking a soda with Hulk blood in it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, God, what, what, are you, what are you... Oh my god, one of the grossest moments of the MCU when he drank that blood soda. I'm still not over it. Decade later. Anyway, uh, I I agree with you, Justin. I think in this episode, which was mostly She-Hulk and Hulk hanging out and training in a tropical environment, it didn't look Uh, any out of the ordinary. To be perfectly frank, the Hulk effects look pretty bad most of the time across the board of the MCU, but it doesn't matter as long as the story is good and what we're watching is good and I'm involved in it and you get into it. So I get over it that way. Uh, This is obviously a very negative thing at the beginning, but I I bring this up because this is the big discussion about Seal going into it. And I feel like this is still going to be one of the big discussions going through the series. That said, Pete, you seem very positive about this show, so I'd rather get some positive opinions about Great. now. What'd you like about it? Well, uh, first off, I was surprised by the fourth wall break. I think that was an interesting choice for She-Hulk. Um, also, it's I like the the kind of idea of like her being a kind of like her and us having a conversation about what's going on. The whole moment where she kind of looked away. And it was like, oh, he's totally lying. And then Hulk was like, what? And then she kind of looked at us like, oh, God. Uh, I think it was fun. I liked how much fun they're having with this. I'm very excited for the cousin, which kind of feels like a brother-sister kind of vibe, the way they were fighting and, and arguing about stuff. I also really thought that, like, touching Tony moments really landed well. I loved that. Um, I was excited for a training montage. Also, the seeing Hulk jealous a little bit of the fact of, like, there isn't this battle within himself about who's going to kind of take control of the Hulk and who's going to be kind of driving the ship. The fact that she can be herself and uh, kind of not have to kind of give over control to somebody else uh, really opens things up for the characters. I thought I had a badass ending and then an even more fun uh, uh, after credits thing. I, I really love the momentum that this first episode ended with to get us kind of excited for this kind of like courtroom drama and then like a villain shows up and just kind of anarchy begins i think it's an interesting setup i'm very excited to see where this goes i thought it was instead of like okay this is my origin story we did a little kind of flashback now we're caught up let's roll here um yeah i i i really enjoyed how much the hulk cared about his bar and the the drinking (laughs) moments that happened uh yeah i thought i thought this was really an action-packed first episode that kind of gave us uh, a lot to be excited for but looking forward i also love this idea of like side super villain characters in each episode maybe kind of beating having these fun little cameos 
So first of all, I want to say, Pete, thank you for your positive opinions. Anything that is about to be said does not negate those opinions. That is awesome. And Love I think there, and, and I think there's going to be people who are very split on the show. I think in particular, yeah. Marvel fans, I think, are going to love the in-jokes. They're going to love the Easter eggs. They're going to be super into them. Some people may take exception to other uh, other things. And to that point, I think let's turn it over to Justin, who has wait, a wait, counterpoint wait. What, here. Before we have a counterpoint, I just want one thing I think we can all agree on is the chopsticks with the Cheetos is a brilliant idea. I mean, that's just, uh, I can't wait to eat Cheetos from now on. I think it's going to be a <laughs> You can't wait thing. to eat Cheetos? That's yeah. what you're walking out with? <laughs> yeah. Uh, first off, let me say, shout out to you for getting the hashtag Touching Tony um, uh, thing going, because uh, you mentioned that <laughs> earlier on, um, and I love that you're really pushing that out there, hashtag Touching Tony. Wait, actually, Cheetos. before we get into any negative counterpoint, I do want to put out something. I know that I, you don't know my opinion. I, no, no, I, I, I think I know your opinion, that I do think we can all agree on, that I will say positively, Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany is great. Like, uh, right. so good yeah, is She-Hulk. Whatever happens with the show, however it goes, I'm very excited to see her in the rest of the MCU. She's great playing off of uh, uh, Bruce Banner. Mark Ruffalo? Uh, Mark yeah, Marvel. Mark Ruffalo. There we go. Couldn't remember his real person wow. name. Wow. Bruce Banner. Yeah. Uh, have you read a comic book? I don't know. Not, no, uh, I've literally uh, only no, read comic only books. Read I've never comics, interacted yeah. with real life. Anyway, um, uh, Mark, I think her interacting with Mark Ruffalo was great. She, for anybody who doesn't know her, check out a show called Orphan Black that ran for a couple of yeah. seasons on BBC America, so which she rocked it in. And part of that show was she played multiple versions of her own clone, and it was mind-blowing as an yeah. effect in how she played it. So having her play like, she is playing the same character. Jen is the same whether she's a human being or whether she's turning into a Hulk versus usually what the Hulk is. Um, but she clearly has a familiarity with working with these sort of effects and she makes that part swift and easy. All right. Are you going to let us know how you feel about the chopsticks and Cheetos? <laughs> wow. You want to get. Uh, I mean, I, it's funny because usually like I've been eating chopsticks on their own. So the idea of adding Cheetos is weird to me. Oh my God. Yeah. I love just some orange ended chopsticks as the snack. Uh, just think of it like this, Alex, Mark Ruffalo loves the Gruffalo. Mark Ruffalo <laughs> loves the Gruffalo. Easy to remember. Bruce Banner loves the Hatter. I don't know. I can't really think of anything right now. Yeah, Let's hear well. your opinion, Justin, lay it out, counterpoint it if you may. Um, so, like, I agree. Performances, like, great to see Mark Ruffalo back. Yes! Uh, uh, Tatiana, He's I think, easily is my second favorite actor who's played Hawk. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a burn. Yeah, is that a burn directed toward Pete? I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who you're burning there. Eric Bottomman. Oh. You love You're a Bannerman. No, no, no I'm not an Eric Bottomman. I think, uh, oh, my God, what's his name? When Eric eats a banana, he Who becomes Bottomman. Why can't I remember human names anymore? You can't remember <laughs> Ed Norton? Edward Norton. Edward Norton was a better Jesus. Bruce Banner. Interesting. Ooh, get um, out of here. I disagree. I'm all in on Ruffalo. So <laughs> right I now, if anybody is listening to the podcast, is like, and click, going to another yeah, exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Delete. Yeah, go to yeah. any other one. Um, the Norton heads be damned. Uh, I, I, like I said, the performances were great. The thing I have with this uh, show Cheeto is- Cheetos top six, please start there first. Come on. Gross. Cheetos gross across the board. Put them in your hands, your mouth, put, eat them with your toes. I don't care. They're gross. I don't. I can't touch them. <laughs> can't touch those things. Um it's like they took cheese and like burned it beyond recognition. What are you talking about? Have you it's ever had cheese? Have you yeah. ever had cheese? 
Yeah, try cheat if you have if you like Cheetos, try cheats. You're gonna love it. This is a little uh, often, and I know Pete's trying to delay us talking about things that we didn't like about the show. But earlier today in the supermarket, I saw Utz cheddar flavored chips, but they weren't just cheddar flavored chips. They were Utz cheddar balls flavored chips, which was nonsense. And I uh, uh, let me just say, la- just the way you said it, with Utz. Just the way you said that, Alex, you're not selling it to me. You really (laughs) emphasize the balls of the cheddar. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, balls don't taste like... No, never mind. (laughs) Oats makes the cheddar balls, and it's a famous thing, so they they made a chip flavor out of it. I don't know what your deal is. Yeah. What are you? You're going to bat for uh, like cheese dust, Pete, in a way that I'm shocked right here. Why are you going so hard for cheese dust? He's trying to delay you talking, Justin. Go ahead. Um, the issue I have with this uh, show just out the gate is it feels like it's it was it feels we talk about a show being rushed, the VFX being rushed. It feels like the show was rushed. The story was rushed. It feels like they were like, what's cool? Fleabag. Let's do a little Fleabag, uh, but not really do a ton of it. Um, and then yeah, you want to over Fleabag. Well, but I would have liked there's no justification for it. When she turns and talks to the camera, I was like, what? And then can, she never can we talk about this for a second? I, I don't want to interrupt yeah. you too much, Justin. But so the justification for it, I think, is that there's a couple of different runs of She-Hulk. This is Pauline. Paul yeah. I, I know you guys know, but I'm going to say for our audience, if they don't know, John Byrne did a pretty famous run on Sensational She-Hulk, I believe, where it did introduce fourth wall breaking, which is probably why they mixed into the show. This show itself seems to probably be pulling a little bit more on Dan Slott's run on yeah. she Hulk, yeah. which is also Slot. phenomenal, and you should check Shout out, out to the where Slot. she was a lawyer and she prosecuted weird, not mysteries, but weird cases with weird supervillains and superheroes. Very fun. And also a little bit of Charles Soule and Javier Polito's run that also Great then run. brought her back to the law also is very Great good. Run. But I, I want to say I agree with you on the fourth wall Blake, breaking because... I love the idea of her breaking the fourth wall because I love John Byrne's run on She-Hulk. It doesn't feel particularly motivated here other than the thing that Pete called out, the one where she's calling out Bruce and turns to the camera and does basically the same thing in Fleabag that she did with the hot priest in like the third or fourth episode of the second season, where it, it feels derivative to me is my problem. Are, well, the, well, the reason, let me real quick on the Fleabag of it, that episode you referenced in the second season of Fleabag, when she gets caught looking at the camera, it was like such a revelation. It was mm-hmm. so like they really built that up and earned it. And this felt like you're saying like they saw that and were like, oh, we can do that. But the show doesn't isn't doing the work, I think, to to sort of earn that. Instead, we get sort of a, a cold open on her uh, with this case, and then we get the flea bag moment, and then we jump back into the superhero stuff. And I was like, "There's too, there's already too much happening. Give me, show me this origin first before we get into all this. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, we don't need all this extra work up top. And I think across the board, we just it was just a lot of like, oh, this worked in the comic book, put it in. And I feel like that's not a good enough thing because it doesn't work in it's a totally different media language um and it makes for a a little bit of a hard watch i feel like okay so i hear what you're saying but the problem is uh uh they're doing nods to comics and that's normally a great thing i understand what you're saying by rushed but we've seen so many origin stories and so many times pearl necklace falling on the ground so 
glad that we're doing things differently. I'm glad that we're trying to reinvent the wheel a little bit here and kind of like, okay, you guys get it. We're joining the hero here in this moment in her life. But I also, the part that I wanted to say where I thought another time that it worked is when she looked at the camera and was like, it's a lawyer show. Like she has this agenda that is like, I, I've been training my whole life to kind of get to this point and whether or not I'm Hulk or not is going to not going to change my goals, which I thought so, was interesting. I, I think I want to loop back to, I want to talk about this lawyer show point, because I do think that's something that I hooked into a little bit in terms of something where I feel like the show went a little wrong, to be frank. The Stop saying to be frank. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Sorry, yeah. to be Pete about it. So the... <laughs> Yikes, watch out. This first episode is almost entirely a training montage, right? Like, we get a little bit of the lawyer yeah. stuff at the beginning and we get... No. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. My issue with it is, if you're going to be meta about it, and if you're going to do the lawyer show, which is, in theory, a funny joke, and all you're going to comment on it... We've already seen superhero training montages. We've already seen innumerable lawyer shows. So you got to push past that as quickly as possible to get out whatever is new and fresh about this. And in this first episode, we barely meet, uh, I think it's Ginger Gonzago, the woman who's working with her, uh, who's or like her second in command. Yeah, her paralegal. Yeah. Um, and we meet Bruce Banner, who we already know. And that's it. Like, that's it for the whole well, show. Don't there's a whole about other. Dennis. Well, sure, and Dennis. Uh, there's a whole other cast here. There's a whole other cast of characters, including like Renee Elise Goldsberg, Goldsberry. I always get her name wrong, who is on Girls 5 Eva and was in Hamilton and is hilarious. She doesn't even show up at this episode at all. There's multiple other characters that don't. There's barely any lawyer stuff, so whatever. It feels like. It weirdly, and I don't know if this would have fixed the problem, but I was really looking forward to a half hour show. I thought, great half hour comedy. Let's go. This sounds awesome. Really shake up the Marvel formula. The fact that like they barely got through anything in this first episode, this is the first one I was like, I wish this was 45 minutes. I wish that they had had taken more time to be like, yeah, have the montage with Bruce in 10 minutes and then set up her lawyer stuff and whatever her new status quo is, because we don't get anything in this episode. I, yeah, I don't understand you. First, you're like, everything should be a half an hour. Then something's a half an hour. You're like, well, this is I what I'm saying is that I wish they had Make done it in a half an hour. Mind, I wish fuck. they had done it in a half an hour. But based on the fact that it was half an hour and they didn't get through any of the plot or any of the setup, it doesn't get through like, a lot of the plot. It doesn't we know how feel she like got her powers. We know uh, it's how not she a feel- pilot. This is not an episode of TV. I'll just say that well, play, like to be is- like super rough about it. It does not feel like an episode of TV. It feels like the first 20 minutes and then there's like 10 minutes of credits or whatever it is. This is not a TV show. Yeah. And it's a great TV show. It's too bad you're not watching it. But wow. uh, I think we are watching it. I do think to your point, Alex, I think what it is, is they're like, we're going to give you a half hour lawyer show. And what this feels like is the first 20 to 25 minutes of a movie that is about superheroes with a light veneer of uh, the law over top of it. And, and like, if they did treat this a little bit more like a sitcom, it's like the first couple episodes of WandaVision. They had the lay on that we were in a sitcom world. So they were doing sitcom stuff. If they were able to really premise wise and give us the plot and narrative of a sitcom where we're something is introduced and we're dealing with it. 
and then ending it while the rest of the story continues, I think that would have been refreshing. But instead, it feels like we're back in the same Marvel model, but uh, it's a little bit harder on this one because they're so flip about everything. So everything feels a little loose. Well, uh, uh, let me... me Oh, go ahead, Pete. Sorry. Okay, so, like, first off... uh, Okay, whatever you're saying, but I, I think that what's nice here is we're we're getting her personality in, in little chunks. Yeah, and like this whole thing of like, and it's also we're poking fun at what's happened before, like having Bruce uh, Banner try to defend like his dealing with emotions and how like how did you calm down he was like well sometimes i would get sung a lullaby you know it was hysterical you know and then she's like you know and he's like when she first turns to the hulk and he's like easy easy girl and she's like why are you talking to me like i'm a horse which is just a funny thing because that's how they kind of treated hulk like this wild horse that they couldn't control so i uh, i thought they were making smart choices with something that we've seen a ton or seen in different ways. Well, and I like, I like those ideas that you're saying, Pete, because I agree with you having her be different and they sort of make the point later, like, look, if this is about restraining emotions, that's what every woman's life is about all the time. (laughs) And like, I like that idea, but to me, it was so built into Hulk knowledge deal, like knowing so much about Mark Ruffalo's Hulk and all of his run that it was like, And then all the justification, like, well, it's not that the blood just got in your system. It's that you have a gene that makes it so the gamma, the gamma rate, the blood was actually a gamma radiation overdose that would have killed a normal person. But you happen to have the gene that makes the thing. And so that means you're fine. They're going to put you in this chamber and scare you, but it doesn't even work that way because the way you work is it's built on emotions that are a little bit different. There's no bad, no other person there that's going to come out. She's like, no, I'm fine. There's definitely not another person that's going to come out. And he's like, are you sure there's not another person that's going to come out? She's like, there's definitely not another person that's going to come out. And I feel like in episode five of this season, there's going to be another person that's going to come out. (laughs) No, I think they had to explain because of the fact that like Hulk has dealing part of his problem is he doesn't get to control you know he blacks out and then comes to is like what Hulk did so they had to spell it out for us like hey listen this is not the thing that you're used to this is 100% different. but what I'm saying is like the crazy part was is he's not dealing with that anymore he's smart Hulk smug Hulk. smug Hulk yeah so he's fine. She's not dealing with it. She's already passed it. So they're literally just talking about something that we all saw. We don't ever see it. It's just they're mentioning it. And I'm like, this isn't TV. This is like a research. This is like a Wikipedia article about the Hulk. And if they had front loaded it with like, hey, I'm a I'm a woman. I deal with having to control my emotions all the time. And him being like, no, oh, then you should be fine. And then we're out we would have achieved what took a huge chunk of the episode in yeah. a way that I think is smarter and more fun. Well, I'll, I, I I'll th- agree with I that. On, sorry, Pete, can I just throw out like a couple of quick thoughts here in addition to this one thing, not to be like a armchair editor or anything like that, but in terms of the flow of the show, I feel like if you start with that first scene where she introduces that she's a lawyer and there's a lawyer show and you're going to watch something different, then you go to the courtroom that we get at the end and the way mm. they pace that out with the reveal of her hulking out there, it felt like that's the sort of thing where this is the She-Hulk look reveal. And if she yeah. she hulks out, beats up Titania, how did they pronounce it in the show? I feel like I've been pronouncing it wrong. My Titania? Titania, whatever it is. Titania is the traditional Shakespearean pronunciation oh, yes, of exactly. the uh, character from A Midsummer Night's Dream, classically trained actor, <laughs> for course. those of you new to the podcast. Yes, uh, oh, but wow. Jamila Jamel, I guess we could call her. Anyway, so she beats her up, and if that point she's like, 
Okay, you're probably wondering what's going on here. And then we jump back. I feel like pacing-wise, that might have worked a bit. Then you get that flashback there. But then we need a little bit more at the end. Yeah, but that was such a great button because you got Eve blasting. You got that fun shoes moment. And then just boom, credits. That was was a great... I was pumped. I was like, great song choice. Badass introduction to be like, now we're going to start the show. I do agree that there are smarter things and smarter ways to do this. But I felt like they were like, hey, okay... Maybe you're not familiar with She-Hulk. This is what this is going to be about. This is why it's different from regular Hulk. We have the regular Hulk here to kind of hold your hand through this kind of changing of of how Hulk is and stuff like that. Hulk your hand. Yeah, Hulk your hand. And so I think it was one of those things where maybe not the smartest choice, but they walked us through it. And I feel like now that we've got this out of the way, Hopefully the show is just off and running and we're just totally. And this is the the point that I wanted to make is that there is a lot of introduction going on here. um, And maybe there's a sense of expectations, right? Like I went into this expecting they were selling this, or at least Kevin Feige multiple times said it's a half hour comedy, but in the MCU. And I was like, great, really looking forward to that. Sounds very fun. This is not, like Justin said, no. it's the first 20 minutes of a Marvel movie. It's edited like a Marvel movie. It's shot like a Marvel movie. It's scored like a Marvel movie, which frankly, I think, like, works against the comedy a little bit. But yeah. that, like I'm saying, that might be my expectations there in terms of coming to this first episode and being like, expecting it to be like what the creators kept talking about. They kept calling out Ally McBeal and not. To, yeah. It's Ally McBeal meets no, the Marvel it's universe. It's not. It's this is the, my problem is if you go back and watch the pilot of Ally McBeal, Ally McBeal, first of all, has like a, the correct pacing for humor because they actually take even in drama, even without a laugh track, a pause for jokes. And then beyond that, there's a, it's a total premise pilot in terms of Ally yeah. joining the firm. It sets up all the characters. It sets up the situation that she's working with her, ex who she's still in love with and that's her goal like you have a very clear goal that she wants an emotional hook and it sets up everything that's going on here all this does is like we're saying i think the first 20 minutes of a marvel movie they were not doing ali mcbeal they're not doing a half hour comedy they're doing a marvel movie over nine episodes i just have to rejigger my brain to get used to that for the second episode and i do hope for the second episode, they change it up a little bit. I think what they're trying to do is say that she wants to, the the kind of premise is she wants to still be a lawyer, even though her life is completely changed and she'll have to come to grips with the fact that she's a superhero. That's what it seems like the premise Well, is. and I think you're 100% uh, correct. I think we need to see that. Uh, well, we did get to hear Bruce Banner say that five t- whole times over the course of the episode, which I was like, it's a little strange to me to have a hero whose whole thing is not being a hero, being like a force of nature, who is something that everyone has to deal whoa, with. Whoa, whoa, You're Wait, saying the finish. Hulk isn't a hero? I'm saying the whole, all, all, of the, all of the Hulk movies and all of the, literally the first Avengers movie is like, wow, I can't believe he helped us. Well, during this invasion, the second invasion was like he fucking saved everybody's ass. He grabbed Loki like a rag doll and did that sweet move. Absolutely, so shut and then the, the fuck second up. the second movie, he gets corrupted by Wanda and it's like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Time to leave Earth forever. And so my my you point blame is, and Pete, everybody I'm keeps not... saying he's an asshole. He's going to stick around and keep saving the world. Pete, well, do you well, relate to, to that to... in some way on our podcast? Pete? <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Um, let me just say, I'm not trying to say the Hulk is somehow bad. Um, but what okay. I'm saying is it's strange. His whole thing is like, I didn't mean to be in this position. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. All I want to do is be a scientist. And then he's lecturing her. He's like, you can't be a lawyer anymore. You got to be a quote unquote superhero. What she does is an amorphous thing. It just felt so strange. And it felt like, I, again, love Rock Ruffalo. It felt like such an odd thing coming out of his mouth over the course of the show. Well, I think, you know, sometimes in life you have somebody chirping your ear, giving you bad advice. You know what I mean? And they the Hulk's giving right. you bad advice? And, no, that's <laughs> not what I'm saying. Uh, I just think that uh, it's it's interesting to kind of have them at odds. You know what I mean? Instead of it be a hundred percent. And I, I don't. I'm not. I feel like you think I'm trying to say this is there's this is bad. What I'm trying to say is like I love She-Hulk, one of my f- like favorite characters. I think they got the look of She-Hulk really well. They have the colors like it's such a bright sunny show. I think that's so She-Hulk. Um, really cool. The the acting I think is great. It's just there are choices in here that because I like it and I'm excited for it, it I'm like oh, that bothers me. And so but I'm you didn't just like saying the, it. You didn't like you know, the Pixar line. I thought that was well done. You know, you want me to get emotional, put on a Pixar movie. A hundred percent. But to Alex's point, this show, if it's a comedy, it there were like five jokes. A normal half hour comedy would have 30 jokes. Yeah. So like, and, uh, they, well, it just I, I isn't think, at pace. I do think, just trying to look at it very closely, I do think the jokes were there. The way, and I don't yeah, think the they were the most... move callback was great. Hold on. The jokes were there. I don't think they were all like 100% like, yeah, this is nonstop home runs on jokes or anything like that. But it's like the amount of jokes of your regular half-hour sitcom, the problem is that the score in particular didn't match them and the editing didn't emphasize them. That was my, I think, the big problems here because I think like... Tatiana Maslany is funny. Whoever the human is who plays Bruce, Bruce Banner is also very funny. I hope to learn his name someday. And someday. Uh, they, they know comedic timing. They know how to sell jokes. But everything was sort of like running over them as they were doing it for the most part. There were a couple of jokes I will say that worked. I think the timing on both of these Steve Rogers being a virgin jokes, both the one in yeah. the episode and particularly the post credit tag. It was so funny. Totally hit. Absolutely hit. Very so funny. funny. Um, I think those worked very well. The um, surfboard to the face joke was great. I mean, come on, man. There was also another one which they actually gave time to, which is I think it's after they destroy the bar and they're laying there. And they just give a moment for Hulk to throw like a very little temper tantrum where he takes his arms yeah. and legs and is like, mm, yeah. He's and, my bar. Yeah. And just that little movement there was very funny. But the reason it was funny is because they gave a pause for it. Like they didn't yeah. just run past it, you know? So I don't know. The only thing I, I would argue where I feel like the comedic sensibility is odd is she gets to that bar. Those four women walk in and I was like, what? None of this. They like do her makeup. She's like, yeah, it was a fun. Like, but, but to me, like that's an off, off tone bit like it was well, so first strange off, you probably don't hang out in a lot of women's restrooms it's a it's a fun juxtaposition of like and you somebody's, do obviously uh, no, that's not what i'm saying i'm saying it's obvious uh. you don't uh i'm just saying that like you know she's in a tough spot 
she goes into a woman's bathroom and they were all about pumping her up and being like, Hey, you know what? We'll help you out. Use my phone. Hey, let's dress you up and get you, you know what I mean? Like it was a fun kind of uh, opposite yeah. reaction of like, I, I will say this trouble. is going to come out. This is going to come out too strong. And I, I can tell already that you disagree with this Pete. So everybody is entitled to their opinion. That scene set off my alarm bells a little bit because it felt like the way they were dressed and the way that everybody was acting it did feel like a show that would come out in Ally McBeal times, which to contradict what I said earlier, I think like in terms of writing and structure, Ally McBeal is strong. But if you go back to that, it does feel very retrograde in terms of its sensibilities. And I'm yeah. hoping that the show, despite what I have seen in certain parts of it, like also the first part also felt very much like we're a liar show from the nineties and early two thousands, which I've, I've seen that. I don't need to see that again. There has been, you know, 20 whole years between that and now. So that worries me a little bit. Well, I think this show, I I don't know what the writer's room was like, but it feels like maybe they didn't like a show like Ally McBeal or any comedy is going to have like a sort of large writer's room. And so Mm -hmm. there's a, a real collaborative atmosphere. There's people being like, oh, that's super funny. What if it was this? There's everyone's working on it together. It felt like it was a little smaller and a little bit more like, all right. This is what we're going with. And so if there was a little more collaboration, I feel like the things that you're talking about, Alex, get a little bit uh, tweaked and elevated and turned. Mm-hmm. So we don't. it doesn't feel like it's out of touch with reality. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about something that we can all probably agree on, which is cool theories, man. So in the beginning of the show, Jen and Bruce are driving and a ship comes up and that's why they drive off the road. Um, we should probably talk about her origin in a little bit because gross, but the <laughs> ship comes up and it, we find out it's a Sakaar. Blood in, blood out. Sure. Let's talk about that now. So her original origin is she gets in an accident and then Bruce gives her a blood transfusion and it gives her Hulk powers here. Both of their arms get cut and he bleeds in her arm. Yes. Um, Just, you know, one of those things where you're tumbling over and over each other. You know, sometimes you get in a tumbler and things kind of get mixed up. You know, so unnecessarily gross. A tumbler. It was gross and also very convenient, like overly convenient for my taste and immediate. And then we had sort of a science justification later that I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) Uh, But because I I actually like the the comic, I was complaining about the, it feels like there was a lot of stuff taken, translated directly without any thought into the medium, into TV. But actually the, the comic book origin I think is great where Bruce Banner is like, oh, I'm a match for her. Let me help her in an emergency situation. And then it's like, it gives her Hulk power, something he hadn't intended. So like that to me feels a little bit more like character driven and rather than just like a weird accident, he's got a computer on his arm. So for a reason I don't quite understand. And then that's it. Cause he's, tr- you know, he's trying to, to kind of control, you know, when he, turns but then into he, the Hulk. he's Hulk no, no, the no, rest no, of wasn't the episode. controlling turning into the Hulk. It was about because his arm got withered when he used the infinity gauntlet and end game, he was trying to fix it very slowly. Um, and the, as a side effect, I think it controls his transformation. So that's why he's Mark Ruffalo in that scene. But that's also yeah, the otherwise when they got in an accident, he would immediately turn in the Hulk and have been okay. Exactly. Or maybe crushed or and then who he knows? Have bled in her arm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But and it, we wouldn't have had a show. 
But isn't the justification... <laughs> so he had to have a, the thing there to keep yeah, him yeah, as a yeah. human. His blood, so the blood from open. his arm had to drip into the blood from her arm, her, which is exactly. like a cool thing to happen. Sometimes you arms know, light you know, up. And you know when you get a cut, nothing else that cut wants to do but suck outside blood in. Like, anytime I get an injury, it's just thirsty for other blood. I'm a oh, vampire yeah. arm. But also, it wasn't the justification like, and Jen, don't worry, your blood has healing powers, and it fixed my withered arm. I was like, what? what's that? <laughs> that was yeah, now he's... Well, like, I you, mean, that's you great. You drink because... and past wait, that. Wait, wait. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was great, because I was really sad about seeing the Hulk with the, uh, the arm sling mm-hmm. for another movie or whatever. Let's fix this in the TV show so we Here's, can get the Hulk. Well, but, uh, the line that really bothered me there is like, yeah, and I used your blood because Kevin Feige didn't want to deal with that anymore. So then, and then yeah. he kind of moved it, on from there. It's weird to name check Kevin Feige, because like, yeah, I'm like, I'm oh, sure. we, we should really deal with make sure we they, know by the way is. by the end of this run they 100 are going to name check kevin feige at some point like absolutely yeah. that's the ultimate fourth wall break and they're going to do it but to get back to the sakaran ship so this ties into yes. thor ragnarok potentially i think what do you think's going on here why does this ship want well bruce says he's going to get to it later you know he's just a little busy mm. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, i you. mean <laughs> Feel but free not you're to so, <laughs> Pete, you're so defensive of everyone. You're on the character side over everything, even stuff that they're dealing with, which we have no control over. You can take our side on this. Your, I'm asking for a theory, Pete. Like, you've watched uh, one or two Marvel movies at this point. What do you think this is leading up to? And let's throw out, Pete, you're the biggest fan of the Sicarian shit. Like, That's you right. should be excited. They're showing up. I assume they want to bring Hulk. Back to Sakar. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. They're, uh, you know, Sakar's in trouble, and they need their Hulk to save the day. I mean, what's you think he could maybe that? go there and like ride around in a stone ship and maybe have a son and stuff? I think uh, maybe he's got to go there, uh, get uh, fall in love, and then have that love ripped away from him, and then him, uh, you know, come back to Earth so angry that he's got to ride the front of the ship because he's too angry to sit in the ship and he's going to ride on the front of it. Being I know. That's the way you get after a podcast when you're driving a car, right? You get <laughs> so right. mad you sit on the hood and drive yeah, to get pizza good. or whatever. For anybody who doesn't know what Pete's talking about, he's talking about the storyline World War Hulk. That's right. Really in by comics. Greg Pak. Yes, there you go. Uh, cool stuff. Justin, what is your theory? What's going on with the ship? Uh, I mean... Because it felt like the ship didn't attack them. It felt strange to me. The ship sort of said hello, and then that's all we saw. <laughs> that's of it. all we saw, yeah. Right. And even later, they were like, he was like, yeah, I got to talk. I got to figure that out. I was like, okay, well, they're not trying to kill Hulk. So I, I would assume they're trying to say hi. Um, and based on our comic book knowledge, I feel like bring him back to do something there. Mm. Interesting. Right? Is that, uh, well, yeah, what's your yeah. big time? Potentially. Am I, no, no, no. It, I mean, I think it, it could like be. You, we're disappointed in what Justin said. You were like, man, uh, no, I, I guess it, yeah. got distracted for a second. Uh, no. I mean, I think it could be, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Not Gabe's master. Um, what? Grandmaster. Mojo? Grandmaster. There you oh. go. <laughs> really not Honestly, doing well on I don't games know. this episode. <laughs> I, I'm truly like, what's that guy's name? I was like, I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> could be Grandmaster. Uh, we could be getting Brad? something with him. Uh, we could be getting a World War Hulk thing. Um, maybe there will be something where like, maybe that's the big villain of the series showing up here. Who even knows? I guess we'll see more of it. What other parts of the episode do you want to call out in particular? Any other things that you thought were interesting or fun or Justin, I guess absolutely terrible since you hated it. 
Uh, no, I, and again, I didn't hate it. I um, and let's talk about just the very end. Like, I think the courtroom Titania stuff I thought was cool. I look yeah. forward to like uh, them fighting more. That one of my I, I really like Titania in the comic books. I do wish she uh, She Hulk uh, fought and lawyered at the same time. I think that would have mm-hmm. been a little bit more fun and funny. Um, I really liked. We get all these drawings at the end. Uh, yeah, that's what. Of, the watercolor credits was so much fun. Uh, But also I just wanted to say that like, it seemed like um, the person that she was, you know, in court with maybe had like paid money to have a supervillain crash it before Mm. there could be a ruling to try to like, you know, win the day or something there. So uh, I'm excited to see what that is all about. Yeah, I think I'm definitely interested to see the second episode and see how this develops now that we're past the origin story training montage sequence, how it's going to become the rest of the show. I mean, on that point, why don't we turn to our vision board where we talk Wait, about... Yeah, I just want to say oh, yes. the, uh, the the thunderclaps up stuff was really, uh, really fun to kind of see them thunder, uh, have like a thunderclap off. Yes. Very fun stuff. Let's talk about the vision board. What are you looking forward to that's coming next episode or you want to come next episode? Pete, why don't you kick it off? Well, I'm looking forward to kind of getting into the rhythm of the show and also like how this is going to unfold for her as far as like, you know, her balancing being She-Hulk and also being a lawyer. Uh, And uh, hopefully we're just going to see like a a bunch of, uh, you know, like, weird super villains who need representation and it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Just to throw it on vision board. I hope uh, again, now that we're past this thing, I want to get into like case of the week, like this promise yeah. of yes. half hour lawyer comedy, like legitimately, if we're going to do lawyer show, let's do a lawyer show. That sounds great to me. I think that'll be super fun. So I'm hoping yeah. we're leading into that next week. Justin. I fully agree with that. Like I want down to like a, a law and order parody opening credits or LA law or any sort of like mm-hmm. old show. Like, I think that'd be super fun. Um, and I, the stuff I was thinking about watching the show were sort of longer term. Like, are we going to get like an, uh, a larger Avengers esque movie where we got both Hulks kicking ass? Ooh, is, be... is she Hulk going to end up on another team? That's not the Avengers. Cause the Hulks on the Avengers one would assume still he's in the universe as opposed to a lot of the other people. Like, is she going to be in sort of a West coast Avengers type situation? Is she a Thunderbolts character? Is she like, there's a lot of stuff that we now know and I'm curious where she Hulk slots into all of that. I got very excited because uh, Pip Dumb Slip made a cameo there while you were talking. Uh, Justin's dog wandered in the background of our Zoom. There you go. Definitely mention that on here. If you'd like to support this podcast, <laughs> patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube coming out. We would love to chat with you about She-Hulk, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous. Captain America Fox! <laughs> and then just, just cut it, just, <laughs> just cut my cut right there. Cut me off before I you say the okay, Just cut it off. Yeah, just yeah, cut yeah, it okay, just, okay, just don't, don't really let him swear. Captain America Fox, or? No, just, no, no, no right just in the middle. Oh, and, okay. and definitely delete this part, but just like <laughs> cut the part right out before the seat. <laughs>